Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, hi, Sophia. I didn't even hear you arrive on the call. I only just got on. Right, perfect. I'm so happy to have you with me this morning. How are you? Likewise. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Um, I'm really happy you decided to, you know, join me for this conversation on happiness this morning for me and this evening for you. Um, yeah. I think it's so interesting that, you know, I can have very different people joining me for those conversations and having you with a very interesting background. You are in Australia right now, but you've also been living um, in Denmark. So we're going to get a little bit into that on how you see maybe happiness into um, these two different countries. Just before that, to really just uh, start, I would like to ask you, would you say generally that you're a happy person? Yeah, I would definitely say more often than not, but I absolutely do experience all of the emotions. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's definitely, you know, something that's knowing you just from actually an online context. Um, you know, you appear as this, you know, generally very happy person, but you've also been very transparent with moments that you were not happy um, in your life. So how do you sort of manage this, especially with, you know, showcasing yourself online a lot for your business? Yeah, so thanks. That's a really good question. So for me personally, I think it's really important to be transparent and vulnerable because I don't think personally it's very realistic for the average human being to be always happy. And so <laughs> if I'm always just showing I'm, I'm totally happy, nothing ever goes wrong and I'm completely perfect, I'm not going to be relatable. People might look up to me, but I won't be relatable. And for me personally, I want to work with people that relate to me and, and really connect with the real me. Otherwise, all of my work isn't going to feel right if that makes sense mm -hmm. so I know that by by sharing my my past or whenever I'm going through challenges it shows other people that hey you can go through challenging things and still be successful you can have a bad day and still turn it all around again it doesn't have to be the end of the world whereas yeah. if I'm always happy you know it's easy for me to tell other people other people that it may be <laughs> you know struggling to be happy but they're not they're not really going to um care about my opinion if that makes sense yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's definitely something I love about you and about what you showcase online, always being very real and relatable with what you share. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's something we don't necessarily see a lot online, especially for people who are into this field uh, of coaching like you are. And when I say to people that I, you know, share things around happiness, it sounds like, oh, then you want people to always be happy or kind of, you know, promoting this society standard, just like you need to be rich. And now it's like you need to be happy all the time. And that's why I think it's really important to have um, visions on happiness of very real people who seem to have achieved some happiness, but also are very honest about I'm also not happy all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you have, um, you know, some things in your life that maybe you are have been doing this past years in particular that you feel make you uh, more happy generally or on the other side things that kept you unhappy maybe in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, in the last year, the things that have really contributed to my happiness has been definitely moving my body, like going to the gym most mornings um, mm -hmm. is a great way for me personally to start my day. Um, I don't need to go on about it. There's a lot of science behind why exercise is great, you know, it releases endorphins and all of those things. And I really feel like a different person after I've done mm -hmm. the workout. That's definitely been a contributor. Um, and the other really big thing is being around good people. So being around people that light you up. I, you know, 
because then to answer your second part of the question, whenever I've been the most down, it's when I've mm-hmm. been involved in situations with other people that really bring me down. And obviously it's, it's totally my responsibility, not theirs, but definitely when you surround yourself around happy people and people that are, you know, on the same journey as you and you know, like-minded people, I think that really makes such a big difference to have people that are cheering you on when you're doing really well and also there for you when you're struggling. All right, those are two like super great points. As you mentioned, the first one with exercise, I think there's a lot of science behind it and it's kind of like eating well. We all know we should do it, but sometimes it's feel hard to, so many people think that they don't have the time or they just don't um, like it. So for that one in particular for exercise, was that something that you always did? Or if not, how did you sort of go about it to incorporate it more into your your daily routine because I know so many people feel like oh exercise you know it's not for me um it's not fun it's just such a struggle so how did you sort of go about that so that's why I don't like to say to people to have this one morning routine because not one size fits all right (laughs) and so people get caught up like that they don't have the time they can't be bothered all of those things I think because it's being set in your mind as a chore it's something you have Mm -hmm. to do And so my biggest recommendation when it comes to exercise or anything for that matter is to make it fun for you in your mind. So it's not that I necessarily feel like waking up, getting changed, driving to the gym and doing a really hard workout because Mm -hmm. that's a lot of effort. But your brain will move towards pleasure and and move away from pain. And so if you've linked more pain to the task, you're not going to do it. And so for me, the reason why it's become effortless is because I have made it more pleasurable. And I guess I've done that from knowing how I'm going to feel after. So maybe Mm -hmm. going there isn't the best, but I don't allow myself the space of mind to contemplate, should I, or should I not do it? I just do it because if I sit there and have that conversation, I'm not going to do it because it's not something I feel like doing, but if I don't give myself the satisfaction of having that battle in my head and I just go, I know I thank myself after. And I suppose when you do something enough times where you have a good feeling after it, your brain sort of remembers that. So now (laughs) I can't even be bothered to have a conversation with myself about whether or not I should do it. I just know I'm going to feel amazing after. So I just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely relate to that I was not really a very sporty person before and I'm not I would say a sporty person um but I think what you mentioned is the fact of basically non-negotiating with yourself is the first part and just you know maybe you laid down your clothes already the night before you have just put it in your calendar you know you're gonna you know do it kind of no matter what and that other part of making it um fun and not having it as okay I need to do it and it's just one extra thing on the daily to do this (laughs) Yeah, just tell yourself you get to do it and choose something that you actually enjoy. And right now, someone that's watching this might not know what um, what it is they like. And that's okay. Don't put pressure on yourself that you're suddenly not a type of person that does exercise. Like, just keep trying different things. I've tried everything. I've tried <laughs> so many different sports. I've tried running. I've tried boxing. I've tried, you know, weightlifting, all of the things. And I even go through phases. Sometimes I get sick of a certain exercise and I don't beat myself up about it. I just go do something that's more fun. And so I think giving yourself permission to change your mind and be flexible and experiment um, is great. And if walking is is the only fun thing for you, then that's amazing. Just go for a walk because something is infinitely better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, all this trial is definitely part of all the, the process. And I think it's actually Tony Robbins that we both uh, follow who says that progress equals happiness. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's definitely true. And we put um, so much pressure into finding this one thing, whether it's work, whether it's a partner, whether it's, it's the perfect morning routine or evening routine, but with no space to sort of experiment around that. So I think it's you know really interesting that you mentioned sort of this exploration that you've been uh, doing your, yourself about this. And actually, it 
it brings to to my mind so i'm i'm from france and the whole culture in france still is generally very oriented towards um yeah having one right answer one right way to do things and from your perspective is it also something especially with happiness in australia that you see how maybe does this compare to what you have seen in um in denmark how is sort of the spirit around this i think in denmark and this is just my personal opinion yeah absolutely. Denmark, everyone has the same sort of idea of what happiness is i, I find people okay. in denmark very similar like um i don't know if you've heard the danish word it's quite famous it's called hygge which mm -hmm. basically stands for coziness and that seems to be all of denmark's definition of happiness it's just okay. that, that warm comforting feeling around good people being present and all of that sort of stuff obviously there's always the exception but i noticed in denmark in particular i suppose in comparison to australia it's very much like this is this is happiness and that's all you need and denmark is voted to be one of the top happiest countries in all of the world so maybe there's something to it i don't know maybe it's because they love that simplicity and they don't necessarily all try i guess like america to be the biggest and the best and just keep climbing this ladder right so that's sort of my perception of of denmark's view on mm -hmm. happiness and so as coolness said, equals happiness for denmark literally literally just the simple things in life just just take your time have fun simple things and then like even in denmark everyone's house is the same on the inside everyone owns mm -hmm. the same belongings it's like it's just um yeah there's no uniqueness really <laughs> um and then in australia it's super hard to even compare because in my opinion again australia is very um full of different cultures like no one is the same you know you can go into 10 different households and there won't be anything in common if that makes sense so um in terms of happiness here um i think we follow more of the american structure of um you know the labels and trying to be the mm -hmm. best of um typically which you know has its place it pushes you to always progress but obviously i think when it comes back to happiness you really want to come back to the the journey and the growth not the end result mm -hmm. and I think where a lot of people go wrong is that they're going to be happy when they reach that result but then they yeah. realize when they reach that then it's something else and you're just constantly chasing this thing that never ends and then yeah you miss out on a lot of happiness and i guess maybe that's why denmark experiences more happiness because they're not chasing anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's always you know super interesting for me to have yeah those different very personal but also you know international visions on on happiness and in the last talk i actually had um a friend who is from uh finland and they were voted you know best uh, mm. or like happiest country in the world um and we started to talk with saying she had no idea why they were voting again <laughs> happiest country but then as it, we digged a little bit deeper into it, it um brought to light some of the aspects that i think are quite similar to to denmark that they have sort of those standards um comfortable way of living that makes them quite happy um mm -hmm. and you mentioned again the fact you know that being surrounded with good people or positive people is um is important and the same way as for exercise what would you say to someone who feels maybe stuck with the people that they have around them maybe it's family members or you know they have friends since childhood that they think they have outgrown or evolved differently um so they feel maybe a lot alone on their journey and how could they connect with more positive people yeah so i resonate so deeply with this question because i've experienced all of those things you just mm -hmm. mentioned um when it comes to your environment i've definitely gone through several years of being in an environment that wasn't healthy for me um within my family at one point um you know when you're around a lot of people that aren't happy and are struggling and don't have the tools and techniques to sort of um be there for you it can be it takes a, a real big toll so 
yeah, that was when I was about, you know, between 16 and 18 years old. It was quite <laughs> challenging. Emotionally, I was in an environment that really didn't serve me well. And so I, because I didn't know or realize how deep of a hole I was in, I didn't really move forwards for those years. But yeah. what got me out of it to answer your question was I started finding people such as Tony Robbins. So online mentors and guides. So I found him first via YouTube and I just started watching a lot of YouTube videos and reading blogs all about happiness and, mm-hmm. and 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 really how to get out of that feeling of stuck lost and not enough so if you are unfortunately if you're in an environment that you can't get out of so maybe you're underage you have to live at home and it's not a great place I would find (laughs) online to be a beautiful outlet to at least feel like you're getting closer to more inspiring people so that's how it all started for me is I found Tony Robbins on YouTube and then I bought his books I had no idea who he was but I loved what a video I watched of his so I bought his books and I read them and that for me was that starting point of going down a different path. And that led me to eventually moving back to Australia. I went to his seminar and it sort of had this flow on effect of changing my environment. But had I not found those videos on YouTube, um, I don't know where I'd be or anything like that. It's <laughs> like, that's one way to change your environment without physically yeah. changing it if you're not in that position. But if you are in that position to remove yourself, maybe the only thing I want to say is just to remind you that you don't have to hold on to the same people throughout your whole life. I used to think, oh, I grew up with them. So I I need to find a way to make this work. But what I've realized, I suppose, in particular this year is that you're going to grow apart from people and that's okay. Like actually making that okay is that you outgrow people. They're growing, you're growing. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with either of you or something's, someone's better or worse. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just or grow apart and giving yourself permission to do that you know I would like to consider myself as a really happy person and a nice person <laughs> but even I've had you know falling outs like both big and small with other people and I used to make it mean something about me but now I realize that was a more people pleaser part of me trying yeah. to make everything perfect with everyone but really um the universe or god or whatever was showing me <laughs> that like those relationships just aren't necessary anymore and that's okay and so it's been a practice to become okay with that but yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's a question that a lot of people go through once they start really evolving. And especially when you evolve rapidly, um, it can become, you know, really difficult to feel like maybe you are leaving some people behind. And even, you know, when your family is just different from where you would want to go, it feels like, okay, maybe some friends I can, you know, sort of detach myself to them. The family is always family. Um, do you have maybe just one last particular tips that has helped you to maybe stay in touch with your family um, in that case, or on the contrary, did you decide to just uh, have minimal interaction with them for the ones who had like maybe a more negative or different um, mood and <laughs> sort of vibe than the one you were looking for? Yeah, it's been a bit of a mixture. So there's been certain <laughs> periods of my life where if I feel like I'm really being dragged down emotionally by this, you know, I will separate myself a little bit, <laughs> not necessarily even saying it to them, just putting up a boundary myself. So yeah. that's I think where, um, yeah, so I guess... I've both separated myself from people temporarily and then slowly come back in or um, just realizing that it's not personal. For so long, I tried to change people and, yeah. and really put in so much energy. And now I just realize I can't change. I can't force someone to change. They mm-hmm. have to be willing. So just acknowledging what role you play in the relationships and and try and focus on on you and your growth and, and your triggers. Don't see, like I used to get triggered by certain people and then lash out of them. And now I've realized that the triggers are stuff I need to heal. It's not yeah. actually my fault. And so that's where having a coach um, or a mentor that can help you to see your blind spots that you can't see yourself to be really, really important. 
All right, perfect. That was, you know, really on point for, you know, people who maybe are feeling a little bit like I want to be happy and I am growing, but I have, you know, some people around me that I don't necessarily choose. Um, would you say that, you know, most people around you now are, are happy? Um, most people around me? Yeah, I definitely think it comes and goes. Um, okay. You know, it's temporary for everyone, right? There's, we're not always just in this one emotion, but definitely, I, yeah, I'm surrounded by people that are more often happy. So, yes, I am. Okay, I actually asked you this question because my follow-up question to it is how do you sort of know or determine if they are happy or not? So for a lot of people, we can say, oh, people were always smiling, they are happy. Um, is it the way that you would identify happiness in other people? And if not, how would you yeah, sort of say, oh, I think this person is happy or maybe is unhappy? Yeah, I guess you can never really assume, right? Because I know there's been times where I've been smiling and people would assume I'm happy and I'm not. So never assume, I suppose. But I guess the indicator for me is how they respond to situations. So especially okay. under, under stress and things like that, you know, that's where I'm challenged as well. Like that's where it really counts, right? When mm -hmm. something goes wrong, how do you respond to it? And so I suppose by listening to people's reactions to situations, um, and, and their mannerisms, I suppose. And I never do it in a judgmental way, but more just an observational way. So yeah, if people are put, like for example, my partner, I would consider him a really happy person. It doesn't really matter what goes wrong. He just handles it so okay. well. And <laughs> I would say, you know, that really shows that he's not looking for external validation. You know, he's mm -hmm. happy and so he doesn't need to respond. And that's definitely been something I've needed to practice and continue to practice. I'm not perfect at it. Sometimes I react <laughs> a lot and then sometimes I, I respond really well. So it really depends. but um i think that's where it really counts right because it's easy to be happy when everything's going well but yeah. how do you get back up when you're in a rut and when you're struggling and i think that's where all of these tools and techniques for happiness really matters it's when you're under pressure do you utilize it and do you embody that yeah absolutely i think you mentioned you know really good points in um what you just said the first is that you mentioned for example your your partner who seems to be happy sort of regardless of whatever happens to him and it's so true that you know, your internal feelings about things are so important. And maybe you also have in, in your clients or the people you talk with, people who seem to have everything for happiness and they feel like, oh, well, you know, if everything was wrong in my life, it would be normal that I'm sad or unhappy, but I have everything going right for me in my life and I'm still not happy. <laughs> Is this something that you uh, see a lot maybe in, in the people that you talk to? Yeah, so like, really the fact that we're even speaking on a computer like this shows that we're luckier than majority of the world so technically we always have a reason to be happy we've got a roof over our head we've got mm -hmm. internet, we've got a computer you know we've got clean water you know a large large percentage of the world doesn't have any of that so it seems kind of silly that we even get unhappy when we have <laughs> so much but of course everyone's feelings are still valid and um i guess that goes to show like it's not what you have that makes you happy it's who you're being and so um yeah i can be earning lots of money and and have a beautiful partner in a, a nice house but you know if i don't um if i'm not comfortable within myself then none of that really matters i'm still gonna that's how i'm really gonna feel right so yeah you know you can buy a, a new handbag or whatever and temporarily feel that moment of joy but really the long-term sustainable happiness comes from that love and relationship with yourself and so that's why you know people will come to me like my clients will start working mm -hmm. with me because they have a relationship breakdown or they're struggling in their business like they're not making enough money or whatever and I always bring it back to their mindset and their relationship with themselves because that's usually what it comes from and yeah. that might sound so silly to people but honestly if you feel like amazing within yourself and you are living like a high you know um you're living in a high energetic emotional mm -hmm. state 
it's like it's really difficult to be knocked down and it allows you to yeah receive so much more yeah absolutely and i can definitely relate you know with a bit of your story and what you're sharing about the circumstances and how it's so much about internally and i experienced that when i was living in new york and i had this really great job and i had this great partner and you know just kind of living the best success life and I was really unhappy because I was working so much. I was far from my family and I was just really holding on to all the little things that made me unhappy. Like I work too much and this and this and that. And then I decided, OK, I'm not going to change anything about the circumstance. I'm not going to change job or change anything. But every day I'm just going to try to look for why am I super happy right now? And it was amazing to see that I didn't change anything I did in my life. I did the exact same things every day. <laughs> still worked as much, still had, uh, you know, all the same things happening. But instead, every day I was like, oh, but I live in New York and this is super cool. And I um, get to work out every day on this, you know, nice gym. This is super nice. And that's when I really related to the fact that that's why so many people can have so much and be so unhappy or on the contrary, have so little and be happy. It's really what you focus on. Um, and definitely, you know, you can have moments in life, I think, when you have very difficult situation in your life that you shouldn't just be like, oh, you know, this is fine and <laughs> I'm still still happy and totally disregard it. But um, I can definitely agree with you that a lot is about the, the mindset and what you look yeah. into uh, in, in your life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and it's a practice, right? It's a journey. And I think that's amazing that you you can reflect on that, how you really didn't change anything that you thought was stressing you out and was the problem. Yeah. You just focus on the gratitude and, and everything you do have and how that radically changed things for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's sort of even more powerful than if I would have started from the beginning to sort of change my life right at that moment. Um, and I think it was actually or uh, Sam Nora Brown that we also both <laughs> follow online who shared something uh, that said that if you're not happy with what you have today, you won't be happy with what you have um, tomorrow. Because if you already can't be grateful for the little things, maybe even if it's just one thing that's good right now, you won't be able to see it um, later on either. So that really resonated um, with me. To conclude a little bit this uh, this conversation, Sophia, do you have maybe some special tips that you do either when you're feeling really unhappy? How do you handle that? Or on the contrary, things that you love doing um, that you think makes you happy beyond, you know, sort of exercising and, and having people around you that that are positive? Yeah, so whenever I'm not feeling good, it's really important that I listen to my body and listen to what I'm actually feeling and acknowledge that because I find mm -hmm. if you try and distract yourself or push it down and suppress it, that's going to come back up in way worse ways down the track. So it's really accepting how you feel and acknowledging mm -hmm. that. If you've got no, um, yeah, no reaction to that, that allows the emotion to actually pass through and you can move forwards, right? Whereas when you try to avoid feeling that way um you just make it so much worse you intensify yeah. feeling so i find to the amount that you um want to avoid something is the amount of pain you're going to feel and the amount to which you crave something will be the amount of um a pain you feel so if you yeah. really 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 want something depending on how much you want it is how much suffering you're going to experience whereas if you're just okay as it is and you just accept that things are going to change and everything mm -hmm. is like it makes it so so much easier so um yeah that would be the one thing is just acceptance and acknowledging things and doing what I need so with that being said whilst I love going to the gym if I'm I know the difference between I can't be bothered I'm really lazy mm -hmm. and I really need to rest if I need to rest I need to listen to that and honor that yep. so 
um, what I do really depends on, on how I'm feeling. Like, do I need some rest? Do I need to journal? Do I need to meditate? It'll really depend on the feeling or do I need to speak to my coach? Do I just need a complete break from work? Like, what is it I need? And really acknowledging that. So that's yeah. sort of what I do. And then in terms of things for boosting my happiness, I mean, I'm really grateful that I love what I do. Like, I love my work. I love mm-hmm. helping women all around the world. Um, and so thankfully, my work brings me a lot of joy. And yeah, what else brings me joy? Do you have even like a daily, I don't know, I have this thing. I don't know if it's, I guess, from movies that every time there's people in like maybe fancy hotels or like it's really also cozy, they just wake up in the morning and they put on their sleepers that are just waiting for them down the bed. And a few years ago, uh, one of the brother of my boyfriend got me those like super comfy, cozy sleepers. And this is one of my happiness thing right now. I just wake up in the morning and I feel like this movie star who just wakes up when I put my little sleepers and I'm like, this just makes me happy. It's so simple. It almost doesn't cost anything except buying the sleepers at the beginning. And that's one of my little happy moments. You have moments like this. For me, it would definitely be drinking tea. So I love tea. Okay. Um, so that would be probably one of the first things I do. And that seems to always make me happy. That's just like the best thing ever is having a cup of tea. All right. And you buy some like little fancy. Now there's so many sorts of like teas with little like yeah. messages on them. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm a pretty organized and minimalistic person. But <laughs> tea mugs or coffee mugs is the only thing I'm okay for them to be really random and weird. Like everything else needs to <laughs> like perfect and simple but the tea mugs can be really cool because I think it makes it more exciting so yeah I like yeah they have different patterns and different shapes and things like that so tea mugs is where you're all, all crazy and all like I need them all yeah <laughs> white and black that's a really good example I hope you know those two ideas will give uh people who are listening to this conversation some ideas of little things in their life that they can also um really appreciate and to really finish up so you have someone in mind whether it's someone you know personally or uh, a celebrity that you would think is the happiest person that you know oh my god that's such a good that's a really tough question (laughs) Mm. who is really happy Mm. there are uh, definitely a couple of people that come to mind okay Um, so definitely I would say Tony Robbins would be a really like considered a really happy person Mm -hmm. He is just, he just knows what he's talking about when it comes to the power of the mind. So he definitely came to mind. Also someone that um, sort of radiates um, happiness is um, on Instagram. Her name is Sarah's Day. I don't know if okay. you've heard Yeah, so Sarah, so her username is spelt S-A-R-A-H-S-D-A-Y. Um, to me, she seems like a really consistently happy person. Okay. I definitely... You know, she's quite well known here in Australia. Um, she definitely shows when she's not happy and she vocalizes that. But I would say more often than not, she seems to just be so happy. Um, <laughs> they're the two people that come to mind, but obviously there'd be so many people. <laughs> I find it so interesting that every time I ask this question, it's so much harder for people to come up with someone they know who is happy than someone who is successful. Yeah, when I say to people, who is like the most successful of your friends or in your family or you know, in your network or someone, you know, like a celebrity, we have such um, ease or like, it's easier to define by society standards, what is success. Mm. But I for think, happiness, it's so I much think, harder. Yeah. And I think that really, that's such a powerful observation, because I think what that really shows me anyways, is that the reason why we go straight to famous and successful people is because mm-hmm. we don't see 
the the behind the scenes where they would be unhappy whereas I can definitely list you my friends who are super happy but I think the reason I don't mention them first is because I've definitely seen the opposite in them as well but yeah. of course every human would have the opposite but the problem with successful and famous people is you don't see that so you just assume they're always happy um which is so not the case so Tony Robbins being you know one of the best of the best he would absolutely experience moments of frustration yeah. anger and sadness for sure we just don't see it and so we've got this perfect image in our mind that's totally false and I think whilst I personally love social media you know we wouldn't be here right now together if it wasn't for social media so I find it to be a positive um platform however um social media does a very good job at painting this perfect picture mm. and it's creating really unrealistic standards and expectations for people because it's so easy to assume that everyone has it together when really yep. they don't. And that's, again, why I like to be um, vulnerable and transparent. And you know what? I share a lot of the time when I've gone through struggles, but there's still so many times where I'm not feeling good that I don't share just because yep. I like to share things once I've overcome it because otherwise I feel like I'm just looking for sympathy and I haven't actually processed it myself. So mm -hmm. I always share things after I've processed it, but there would be so many times where someone is assuming right now of me that I have it all together. And that is so far from the truth. And I used to assume this about so many people that are in the same industry as me, like the coaching industry. And I would assume they have it all together. And then as soon as I started working closer with them, whether that meant we were in a similar coaching program or they became my coach or whatever, I realized that that is just so far from the truth. They <laughs> all together and it's really shown they have no idea what they're doing just like me no one actually knows what they're doing everyone is just doing the best they can with the resources that they've got um so yeah that's a really powerful lesson to, to finish on that yeah as you mentioned especially with social media and the way societies is pushing us you know to to be we always assume oh people are successful and everything is going great in their life or you know they're super happy because that's what you know we're pushed to to show um and that's definitely something i want to try really hard to not promote either with you know the happy newsletter and all the content i i share is that it's really okay if you're not happy and the goal is not to make you know happiness the new success and unattainable standard that you should always be happy and hide if you're unhappy <laughs> um so that's why, I, you know, I really appreciate you sharing your your honest story around uh, around this and being very transparent with the fact that, you know, even if you share moments you're vulnerable, you don't always share them while they're happening. Um, so we all, all have to remember that when we're feeling bad sometimes that, okay, it's not just us figuring things out. Everybody is figuring things out. Everyone. Like, you can't expect someone to just absolutely know how to get through life without any challenges. I mean, we're all in the same boat, just figuring it out, right? And I think it's, you know, it can be so helpful to work with people who definitely have figured out more things than you or whatever. And that will fast track a lot of the, the process, which is why I always work with coaches because um, I'm I'm learning from them what they've got, like from the challenges they've gone through. So I don't need to go through them. So there's definitely so many things you can do, but it's absolutely unrealistic to feel that you're supposed to have it together 24 seven. I don't know anyone that has that. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Sophia, for sharing, you know, all your thoughts about happiness and also your background from yeah, Australia and a little bit in, in Denmark as well. You have such a young age still. I think you're 24 still, right? Yeah, yeah. I just so, Congratulations still so much, you know, that you have been already learning and, and I know sharing with a lot of people already online. I'm so grateful as well for, as you said, social media for connecting us or generally the internet. Otherwise, we would not have found uh, each other through the, the several uh, people that we that we both follow so definitely some positive in the, in social media today that is still left do you have any last words any last advice or any last thought that you would want to share um just keep going just keep going, just it's, keep um, going. 
Yeah, literally, like sometimes I felt like the world is ending and everything's wrong. But if you just keep going, you realize, oh, that was temporary, just like everything in this moment. So just, yeah, never give up. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Sophia. Thank you. Bye. Sure.